Chapter Twenty Two of Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World by John Timms. Ascent of the Gunung Talang, Sumatra. A chain of mountains runs through the whole length of the island of Sumatra and the ranges are in many places double and treble some near the equator attain the height of fifteen thousand feet and among them are extensive plains of a great elevation the mountains are mostly on the western side one which is an active volcano is known in the island under the name of solassi it is upwards of nine thousand feet above the level of the sea and was in a state of eruption in the month of october eighteen forty five several dutchmen were not afraid to make the ascent even during this period some extracts are given from the narrative of one of them on our way from solak to makara pami we had perceived from time to time from the top of the hills columns of smoke rising from the solassi and more than once this sight had awakened in us a desire to visit this mountain we made our wishes known to the overseer mr Vanderven, who received us cordially and fully approved of the project he himself superintended the preparations and the very next day october the twenty first we were on horseback by five o'clock in the morning scarcely had we been on the road a quarter of an hour when we came to a deep cutting covered with loose flints which made the road so dangerous that we were obliged to descend and lead our horses we crossed a little bamboo bridge without any parapet and after having climbed up a steep slope we were rewarded for our trouble by a most magnificent view and in the distance we saw the solassi which continued to throw out its columns of smoke near batol banjak where we stopped we saw in abundance these trachyte flints the inhabitants made us visit several mineral springs in the neighborhood and we found that the water was bitter and sulphurous in the evening we reached the batol benjakjang at the foot of the volcano we resumed our march at five o'clock in the morning in the midst of mist and very disagreeable fine rain the thermometer pointed at sixty-eight degrees and we had to climb successively three sufficiently steep ridges of more than six hundred feet in height each at the top of the last one the view extended over a plateau covered with a rich vegetation of trees and shrubs at the extremity of which we reached a new ascent of about thirteen hundred feet the soil which is composed of a mixture of sulphurous and calcareous earth had become hot and here and there rose little clouds of smoke from the bottom of the crevasses it was eleven o'clock when we took a moment's repose at the bottom of the highest peak which still stood above us and towered about three hundred feet above our heads and here although a strong smell of sulphur indicated the neighborhood of the crater and the end of our journey yet the activity of the volcano also became more evident in the midst of the blocks of old lava which surrounded us the vegetation had diminished the brambles had dried up and the trunks of the trees were blackened and burnt we rapidly cleared the space which remained and arrived at a crevasse situated between the two summits from one of which the crater was to be seen in all its imposing grandeur what a majestic spectacle it was 
before us stood open the old crater by which all the activity of the volcano had developed itself for ages past and further off the one then in a state of eruption it appeared like a lake of recent formation environed by flames and clouds of smoke the dead silence which reigned around us was only interrupted by the subterranean noises of the volcanoes on the southwest at about three hundred sixty feet from the summit the furnace was fully at work the western side was formed by a vertical wall over which a part of the lava escaped on the south side a sloping ridge is lost in depths which the eye cannot penetrate as far as can be seen crevasses appeared from whence escaped clouds of smoke to get a nearer view of the lake we descended the sloping sides helping ourselves as much by our hands as by our feet and never letting go our hold on one block of rocks until we could fix ourselves firmly on another so we were witnesses of what was going on within and we heard a continuous noise resembling that made by the paddle wheels of many steamboats in motion mr vandervan here ran into the greatest danger having gone quite close to an opening the hot lava gave way under his feet but happily it rested on a mass which was already hardened so that he had time to jump off backwards the heat did not permit us to remain long in the crater we were obliged to abandon it hastily in order to visit the little sulphur lake which was under the ridge onto which we had climbed this lake which is of a rounded form is about one hundred sixty feet in diameter three of us descended an almost vertical wall of perhaps twenty-two feet high down to a quantity of boiling water clinging with one hand to the crevasses they could with the other get out some spoonfuls but the strong smell of sulphur in this water obliged them to get up again very quickly we then recrossed the plateau to the point where we had commenced our examination in order to see about preparing a convenient lodging place for the night by ten o'clock in the evening we were wrapped in our cloaks and seeking to get some sleep on our stony beds when the rain came on again with great violence clouds from whence proceeded such lightning as illuminated the heavens succeeded each other in rapid succession and three times our tent was nearly carried away the water streamed in upon us and we trembled with cold the wind also put out our lights but by the illumination of the lightning we managed after many efforts to fix our tent firmly and then under its feeble shelter we waited for the day we had struggled for some hours against the unchained elements and their fury might for aught we knew have been prolonged so it was a great relief to us in the morning to see the sky become perfectly pure and cloudless before we set out on our return we descended by the eastern side whose slopes were less dangerous right down to the bottom of the extinct crater and up again on the other side of the summit from whence we were able to enjoy a magnificent view over hills and valleys lakes rivers and islands which were spread out beneath our eyes nouvelle annale des voyages end of chapter twenty two